0: My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method.
1: Courtney is an experienced pediatric dietitian and researcher, wife, and a mom of two living in Phoenix, Arizona. She has a passion for delicious food and good nutrition and loves supporting moms and families as they nourish their little ones. She offers individual coaching for picky eating, wrote a book based off her Blissful Meals framework, and this summer is launching a group coaching program for moms of picky eaters. Welcome, Courtney, to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. Thank you so much. That intro. Oh my goodness. You've wrote a book. You're launching group coaching. I'm just so excited for this. Where can everyone find you on
2: Instagram? They can find me at feeding bliss, B-L-I-S-S.
1: I I love it for today's podcast. I'm super pumped for this. Now tell us a little bit more about your journey and what helped you create your business and, and tell us
2: a little bit more about what's going on. Sure. So I have run my business for several years now. It's really been more of a hobby than a business until I started working with Libby. I always knew that I loved kids and I worked clinically in pediatrics for several years, but we had some family changes last year that made me need to step back from work. And I was expecting my second child. We had no daycare So I knew that I wanted to work and grow my business, which would give me a little bit more flexibility and more income potential. So I kind of flailed for (laughs) about a year and then started with Libby earlier this year, getting much more focused and much more efficient with the time that I had. That is so amazing.
1: And I'm thinking also so many women and dietitian bosses out there right now with this quarantine going on and just this all the uncertainties going on in the world. The fact that you are, you know, quarantining just like all of us, and you're growing your business at the same time. I mean, it really shows you how when you are structured with your time management, you can make anything happen. And I can't wait to talk about the success that you've been able to see. Can you tell us a little bit more about I mean your handle feeding bliss and your nutrition philosophy with the really amazing niche that you have. Can you share a little bit more about your philosophy?
2: Sure. So I really want to make feeding our kids easier. There is no guidebook for parenting. There's no, well, there's a guide, but there's not a clear, if you do this, then you'll get well-balanced children. And feeding kids is the same way. It's super overwhelming to families. And I really want to help them take that out of the equation. I want to help moms not feel alone in this and to really give them some support so that they can feel confident nourishing their kids and setting the right foundation for them.
1: Yeah, I mean this is I think such needed work in the field of nutrition and something that impacts not only like the little ones but also impacts the sanity of the mothers that you're actually working with and all of the different things that they're juggling which I know can be so hectic and and difficult as well. So to kind of get to this place, what do you do to be able to launch feeding bliss and move your move your practice from what we talked about before before we hopped on this podcast from you know in person to wanting to grow specifically online?
2: So I knew that there was a void in the market. There's not a ton of dietitians online space. Who have worked clinically in pediatrics and have the level of experience that I do. They maybe had picky eaters themselves, but were dietitians before they became moms and they were working to, to figure out how to make their kids eat. Um, where I've, I've had the experience of helping thousands of kids over my career with medically complex issues, typically developing kids. And I really take all of that Background and information when I was developing my program, Blissful Meals, and really looks at the bigger picture of feeding a family beyond just what recipe you're making. It's the energy in the home, it's how does that meal interaction go? Are you actually sitting at the table with your kids? Do you have a structure for all of the meal times? A lot more than just that.
1: Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And I think what I'm hearing especially is you as a mother with your experience in clinical dietetics and how your life has evolved, you realized, oh my goodness, I have a passion for helping mothers just like myself and the mothers I've served in the hospital setting. But knowing that there are, you know, outside of the hospital setting, mothers and women and children that you can really impact and you have aligned perfectly your passion and your expertise with your business and the, and the business you're building online, which I think is totally how you do it. You have to be passionate and you can just hear it in your voice and just understanding all the ins of and outs of that ideal client that you're serving and how you have to approach this holistically. It's not just giving a meal plan and a recipe yeah. to the mother. It's about how can you create a positive eating environment to last a lifetime for those children.
2: Absolutely. And it really also changes the whole dynamic in the home they start really focused on, I wish my kid would eat vegetables. And when, we, when I graduate them, they have a better relationship with food themselves too. They have a better understanding of just kindness and respect for the food that's on their plate and not beating themselves up over liking one food over another, like chips or fruit versus it's really about acceptance and enjoying that time together.
1: That is so amazing. And I think all food and our relationship to food should absolutely be that way. And I think that's why dietitians in the online space are so important. However, I do know, especially on my journey on, you know, all the dietitian bosses on Libby's podcast, It is hard to put yourself out there online when you are starting something new from scratch, even with, you know, as much experience, just even with the RD credential, but also with you with years work of clinical experience, tell us a little bit more about your journey and how you were able to transition from being this amazing clinical dietitian to knowing like the online world is a completely different landscape with different challenges and acquiring clients is completely different. What got you to the place where you actually started
2: your online business? I think it's the idea that it wasn't going to be a hobby for me anymore, which meant that I had to show up in a different way. I really had to talk about what I did, which feels very vulnerable and very braggy, which is not my thing. I like to kind of be the person who can pop in and fix things and then go back to my office. I, I didn't want to call a ton of attention to myself, but in this space, I have to, because there's so many other people talking in about the same things. And so I had to find my voice, especially in stories and how to kind of bring my experience and my reality to other moms all over the country. Just because I put something in my post and in my caption, not everyone is reading that whole thing and it doesn't give moms a full idea of what it's like to work with me. Yeah. However, if they see my youngest sitting on my lap or my oldest popping in and asking me some sort of random question, that is a total real-life example of what it's like to work with me. I will be fully focused on you and whatever your goals are, but my child may pop in. And I think in the peds space, that speaks volumes to moms because that is their life too. They are used to having to juggle all of the things and have to switch really quickly between those different responsibilities. And it doesn't make us any less qualified it actually makes us even more powerful and so I think that has been something that I've had to embrace and just roll with it um, and I definitely get a lot of engagement when when I show that cooking with my son and he has a very serious question of why we're doing what we're doing or you know where is his toy? it all fits. <laughs>
1: I love that. What you said, that just so resonated to me. There was just so much there. Like we have to actually rewind this and listen to <laughs> it again, that whole statement because there's just so much information there that I think is helpful to the listeners of this podcast. But I know you mentioned feeling braggy. I definitely want to yeah. talk about that. And this whole picture and image I have in my mind back when I was in my clinical internship, like hiding in the dietitian office. Right. Like dietitians, Mm -hmm. of course, there's many hospitals and I respect so many clinical dietitians. And obviously the work is so important and vital to our profession. But at the same time, oftentimes it felt like we are just like hiding in our office. We don't have a strong of a voice and and we're almost told to like simmer down in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then being in this online space, it's such a black and white contrast where, you know, everything that Libby has taught me and her method is all about showing up, showing your personality, not being perfect, showing your kids on your Instagram story or popping in and saying hi to you while you're on a console trying to do your work. And like the, the real life things that we try to make so perfect when we're in a hospital but what you've just so clearly stated is that is what actually gets people to know you and want to work with you and actually realize you're a human being that truly does care and truly can can give a transformation to that, that child or that mother that's in front of you. So that is, I mean, just such, I think, a wealth of wisdom for for everyone on this podcast because it's it's not about being perfect. It's about showing who you are and that's what will really help show people that you also have the expertise, but you're also an amazing person and you can
2: really help them. I think it also puts moms at ease when my kids are losing their mind or popping in because they immediately understand before I've said anything that I'm not gonna make a recommendation that involves like eight hours of meal prep, and super focused. I'm going to do things that you can do when you didn't sleep because the baby was up all night that you can slowly incorporate and kind of build up big wins. And I think that's something that definitely sets me apart is that acceptance and ownership of we're going to do baby steps and it's going to be great because you have a lot of other things to do.
1: Baby steps because you have a baby girlfriend. That should be your new tagline. I love it. And and knowing that the aspect of bragging that you talked about, where it almost feels like you're bragging when you first begin a social media profile and you want to build an online business, what do you do to strengthen your mindset to realize and reframe, which I know Libby loves reframes, what really helped you reframe from I'm bragging about my knowledge and expertise to I'm helping?
2: So... A few things. I focus a lot on doing some affirmations every day. So I have ones that really reframe fears that I have of myself and me being vulnerable in this space. And so I'm rewiring it every day as we go. So that's one thing. I listen to a lot of audiobooks that focus on more positive mindset and personal growth. And the other thing I did was I actually had some changes made to my EHR. So after I finish with clients, they get automated messages of what, how did we do? What are you most proud of? Things like that. And having those responses come back from the moms really reminds me of what I'm doing and why. It's not just me assuming that they've had a win. It's them actually telling me, you did this for me. And so it kind of is that built in positive reinforcement of you're on the right path. Just keep going, keep going. So you can help more moms because they deserve it.
1: Yeah. And I think like, just, just like you're celebrating your clients wins there. You're also celebrating your business wins and the impact that you're having, which I think is really important when you're growing a business, especially an online business, because you can't read your client's mind and whether good or bad feedback is feedback. And I think so yeah. necessary, but I think oftentimes dietitians like you and I can be so critical of ourselves where we just get in this like headspin almost of like, we're not helping out our clients. And that that really is all a mindset thing where we're having imposter syndrome and we're just not believing the amazing things that we're able to do. So it's so important to have things like you described with the audiobooks and journaling and, and manifestations and having like mantras that you say to yourself, it is so important and it's personally helped me as well. So I love that. Now switching gears to Instagram specifically, because I know you have grown your Instagram feeding bliss and obviously are are trying to continue to grow it and get more clients from it. Tell us a little bit more about your journey from the moment like you started your Instagram to where you're at now and how your content and niche has evolved over time.
2: So for a long time, I feeding list was just a blog and I would kind of take clients. And so a lot of my posts were food images or pictures of my family and I, and there was no conversion. They weren't getting website clicks. They weren't getting emails or messages from clients and since working with Libby I've made it so that it's more focused on the clients and more focused on what they need to walk away with so I'm trying to create something that they can look at and go oh I never thought of that. I can do that in my life. Like I can start that today at this next meal. And that has led to a significant increase in website traffic for me and in DMs from potential clients and ultimately sales. So I'd say that's a big difference.
1: Yeah. And ooh, you said the S word, which is sales. <laughs> and I love that word because in business marketing, it is so important because that is the number one thing you really want to be measuring and making sure it's not the number one thing. It's one of the most yeah. important things, you know, we want to measure as we're trying to grow our impact. And I think through your marketing, it sounds like you've really evolved it from posting for you to posting for your ideal client. So, you know, you're, you're able to understand what they specifically want. So you're able to help them out. Talk to us about the sales piece since you've started your business and trying. Transformed your blog into an actual business um, how has that been
2: going for you it's going well so I always thought that I did pretty good like I can have a conversation with people I can share what kind of transformation I'm I'm going to help them with but since getting Libby's like sales call framework and um, just determining the offer that whole cascade has been wildly helpful Some of my clients come to me on referrals from their pediatricians, and so I've used the same framework regardless of where they're coming from. It's the same conversation I'm having, um, and it's led to really big sales wins. I have doubled my income every month since working with Libby, and most recently, I actually got, I sold four packages in two days, all paid in full um, ahead of time. And that was my most profitable month ever in my business. Yes.
1: Love that. That is so amazing. Congrats to you. And that just serves as such inspiration because I don't know how much money you were making when you were doing this as like a hobby and through Instagram and whatnot, but the fact that you've been able to consistently increase your prices and, you know, your impact and, you know, double, I mean, two days in a row of four packages all paid in full is absolutely phenomenal. Would you feel comfortable sharing with the the listeners the amount of revenue you brought in?
2: So in those two days, I made $4,800, which was pretty exciting for me. And I, for that month in general, I made 5,200. So not a bad month. Not
1: bad at all, especially when, you know, just a few months ago, this was a hobby for you. You weren't, you had no framework. You were obviously so experienced, knew all the ins and outs of how you could help these women and their children, but you didn't know how to get those clients. And that's just such a perfect reminder. You can have all the education and background. I mean, heck, as dieticians coming out of our internship, yeah, we might not have the quote-unquote experience that we're always told, but I mean, we have that freaking credential. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. it's not about our knowledge at that point. It's oftentimes about getting that client in front of you and right. you transform them and show them your value. Absolutely. Well, that is absolutely amazing. Congrats to you. When it comes to over the, the past few months, I know you've seen such amazing success, you know, making $4,800 in two days is literally incredible coming from zero and having you know, no social media presence before and it being a hobby. Obviously, on that road to success, I know there's hurdles that come up. It's not just you make that money overnight, right? There's no overnight success. Mm -hmm. What have been some of the struggles you faced as
2: you've grown your social media and specifically your Instagram? Definitely the imposter syndrome and the comparison issue. So I am in a pretty crowded niche. There's a lot of picky eating accounts out there or moms that are just giving food recommendation like there's there's a, a lot of noise and sometimes it's really easy to get overwhelmed by how fast someone else is growing or what kind of engagement they're getting on a certain post and so that's something i actively work on i will not even pretend like i have mastered that but i think i have a lot better coping skills with it now i work through it we i own it it's kind of an acknowledgement of oh, Okay. Something they did made more of a connection with their audience. And so now I'm reframing it as how could I make that work for my audience? How could I share my take on that topic? And so that has been something that I, I'm still working on is how to keep the blinders on and really focus just on my business, because I know they may be getting more vanity measures but I also know that I'm meeting, making my sales goals. And when it comes to supporting my family, that is what is most important, not the number of likes or shares it's, am I getting clients in and am I converting them?
1: Yeah, that is such a powerful reframe. And I personally know at every level of business and success. Those feelings of imposter syndrome do not just go away. I know Libby has talked about this a lot on the podcast, and I think at every stage of success, there's always gonna be one person ahead of you. And honestly, that's awesome. There's gonna be someone out there online crushing it because it's, it can serve as a source of motivation instead of feeling like you are failing in some capacity. All of, all of the stats and information you're sharing with us just proves like you're meeting your sales goals. You're getting clients through the door. You're making the impact. You're, you're meeting all of the goals that you set for yourself. So that pressure we put on ourselves to be like someone else is really honestly, just holding us back from our goals because mm-hmm. you are meeting your goals. So you have to focus on what you are doing and not focusing on what other people are doing. Cause you don't know their sales goals. You don't know their business model at all. Right. Yeah. And I know it's something that I think so many dietitians struggle with and it's hard. But all you can do is just like, you know, the things that you do to strengthen your mindset, that's what I think all dietitian bosses have to do to be able to to kind of break past this so we don't succumb to the pressure of comparisonitis and comparing
2: ourselves. Totally. I think just call it what it is. It, that's been a huge thing for me is just acknowledging when the thoughts come up. up, oh, this is me thinking that I don't deserve to be in this space or that there's someone who can do it better. And really that's not true because my voice is unique and my solution is unique. So just use it and build.
1: Amen. Yes. And be yourself. Like the best person you can be is your damn self because you being exactly like this other account, that's not being authentic to you and the specialty and uniqueness within you. So as much as it's amazing to emulate and get inspiration from other people, I think true success comes from being yourself. It really does. And your clients really see that too, which is why you're able to meet your sales goals.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: Switching gears, the audience here doesn't know this fun, exciting announcement that I got before this amazing podcast. Now, you've recently went full-time, which is a huge, huge milestone. Oh my goodness, that moment you go full-time is very exciting and scary and there's so many emotions. How did you decide it was time to go full-time?
2: So I have been blessed enough to have a paid fellowship through the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. It was two years. It allowed me to grow my business, really see what that flexible time could look like for my family and how awesome of a fit it was for us. Um, Well, that was coming to an end and I had to start thinking, well, what do I do next? Have I... Am I making enough in my business to go full-time? Am I going to need to go back to the hospital? What's all of this going to look like? And so when I was starting to have those conversations, that's when I decided I need to make a decision. I need to make a decision now. If I'm going to focus on my business, I need help. And so that was when I signed up with Libby and I actually started setting goals for my business so that I could get to the point of, right. I know novel concept. We set goals for our clients. We just don't set meaningful goals for ourselves. So it's like, this is how much I need to be able to say, I don't need the hospital job or some other job. And I have enough income to focus on growing my business further. And it was actually $5,000 a month was kind of my big number. I knew if I made that, we could make it work and I could invest enough to get some help so that I could really double down and grow faster. So I had those plans in March, started with Libby in April, and then my fellowship ended June 30th. So I'm less than a week out in this full-time entrepreneur life at the time we're recording this. Um, And so I just, it feels freeing. I hit that dollar amount that I wanted and now I can serve those clients that I was able to get and I have a clear vision for where I want my business to go next which is great so
1: amazing so inspiring and I think it all begins with making the commitment and figuring out when is it possible for you to go full-time everyone yeah. wants to go full-time it sounds glamorous and sexy and amazing doesn't it but actually mm-hmm. having a revenue goal that is like the requirement for you to be able to ditch that job ditch clinical go full-time like we can't be winging our instagram posts we know that doesn't work right <laughs> it's right. a hobby and yeah. think wanting to go full-time we can't be winging it either and I mean you so perfectly set a goal you hit it now you're full-time like so amazing congrats
2: thank you feels good really
1: really inspirational I bet it feels amazing looking back when you first set that goal of five thousand dollars knowing that in revenue is what would give you the you know financial aspect to be able to go full-time, but also knowing the kind of the success of your business, you know, like the success will continue on for you. What were your fears going full-time? Because obviously I've gone full-time myself. I know there are obviously fears that come up when you're yeah. on you know, that trigger and really diving a hundred percent into everything that you've created. I mean, you're not working for someone else. You're working for Courtney.
2: What were some of those fears you had? Well, and so I also have two little boys at home. And so a lot of it was Can I do this? It was more money than I'd ever made in my business before. Can I do that? Can I still feel like a good mom and a good wife when I'm making that amount of income? Because in my mind, that represented a lot of work and a lot of time away from my family. Um, And so I, for a long time, had had some anxiety about that, about whether or not that was the right choice for us. And so with systems and with better, with a better framework for what my offer is and how I book things out. I'm able to forecast my work in a way that I wasn't able to do before, which means that I'm not working as much as I thought I would be to make the money. And I've actually gotten to the point where I'm raising my rates again and I will be able to hit those goals faster. So I think that's the big fear And I feel like any moms that are listening can totally relate to that. There's this huge pressure to hold that role and your job shouldn't take away from that. And whether you agree with it or not, that is an ingrained belief that a lot of us carry. And so I think just for me, it was, let's just see, let's just see if I can make the money and how it makes me feel as a mom and as a wife and as a person. And For me on the other side, I feel great. I feel so much more accomplished that I was able to hit those sales goals while raising a family on quarantine and with all of this craziness going on.
1: Literally the most unprecedented
2: times ever,
1: not only in the U.S., but also in the entire damn world. Yeah. You have been able to raise your prices, have your highest revenue month ever, go full time. I mean, could we have more success? I don't think we could. Um, we yeah, can't I'm for much more. Yeah, until the next podcast you do and you have even yeah. more. But yeah, I think it really stems from the fact that you've been able to, to systematize so much. And mm-hmm. part of it, you know, with, with sales calls was a really great example that you gave us. Having a system in place for how you're handling your inquiries, your clients, you know, all these different aspects of your business is key when you're trying to not just make that first sale, but also that second sale and that third sale. And it's something that will help you as you grow more and more and you have more clients and more impact and grow your business in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming. Because of course, entrepreneurship can feel overwhelming at times, but if you have a plan, it really, really helps dissipate some of that
2: anxiety and stress. Totally.
1: Yeah. So inspiring. Now, thinking back to the old Courtney, you know, when you were working in that fellowship with the Academy and not full-time, just beginning your Instagram and your business, your online business, what advice would you give to that old Courtney or someone out there listening who's at the beginning of their journey that has aspirations of going full-time in their business?
2: I would say two things. One, don't dismiss how beneficial doing the mindset work can be whether it's to get a new job, grow your business, whatever it is, I think we all have a lot of baggage that holds us back from being and doing what we really want to do. So I would say, focus some energy there and also get help. If you really want to grow a business, you need guidance. We didn't go to school for this. And if you want to get to your goal faster, help is the only way to do it. The same thing that we tell our clients, like they need personalized support to tackle whatever goal it is they have about their nutrition. Same thing with growing your business. Don't muddle through and try and patch it together. It's going to be far more frustrating and less fulfilling than if you get targeted feedback.
1: Yeah. And also when you start making sales and you feel amazing, and then you're at the point where you're even contemplating going full time. I mean, I can't even replicate that feeling. It's so scary and exhilarating, but it's also like you did this, you built it. And you know, as you got the proper support and guidance, which is really amazing going full circle. That's, that's so amazing. Courtney, what's next for your business? If you don't mind sharing with us.
2: Yeah. So I am going to be launching a group program for the moms of picky eaters. I really want to give them more support and let them know that they're not alone in struggling with it. Um, So many moms just kind of cope by sending funny memes about feeding their kids to their friends. And I instead want to change that to cheerlead their friends, um, acknowledge what goals they have and just celebrate all of those wins. So I'll be launching a group program this summer to help
1: moms through that. So amazing. And that is coming from such a place of wanting to help and really make an impact. And it's, it's going to go amazing for you. I'm super excited. Yeah. Amazing, Courtney. Well, any last words of wisdom for the dietitian bosses out there?
2: Hmm. I would say keep putting one foot in front of the other and you're doing better than you think you are.
1: I love it. So simple so amazing, but it's so necessary. It's a great Courtney. Well, this was awesome. Remind us one last time where we can find you on social media. I am at feeding bliss. I love it. Well, everyone go say hi, shoot her a follow. She's showing her face and her story. So <laughs> definitely go and say hello and watch it. Um, and until next time, guys, this was great.
0: If you identify as a female dietitian or student apply to my coaching program, I'm accepting applications. Now My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.